Welcome to the Move the Stairs podcast by the Denver-based public relations strategist at MNC Communications. We help clients from the CBD industry to nonprofits and beyond tackle their toughest communications challenges and protect their brand using our state-of-the-art tools and strategies. I'm president and founder, Diane Mulligan. For us, public relations is all about brand protection. We are experts in growing active communities, deflecting negative public relations, and building trust to help our clients stand head and shoulders above competitors. I'm Vice President Sarah Beatty. We're all former journalists. We've been in front of the camera and behind the scenes. We call our experience insider media relations, helping clients turn crisis communications and media relations challenges into opportunities that bolster the bottom line. And I'm PR manager Jordan Sherman. At MNC, we craft distinctive and effective solutions for your communications challenges. We call it our Move the Stairs philosophy. On this podcast, we share our best ideas for brand protection, crisis communications, media relations, and more. Let's get right to it. This week's Move the Stairs podcast. questions for you today. So do you worry about unforeseen circumstances that could destroy the trust you've built with your customers? Here's question number two, rapid fire, or maybe uh, whether or not you're seen as a thought leader or part of the solution instead of the part of the problem when something negative happens in the CBD industry. Or I have a question for you. How would you act if you answered the phone and a member of the media was right on the other end and they started like bombarding you with questions about something that just happened in the industry that's what we're going to talk about today for our cbd business owners when we're talking about cbd brand protection pr absolutely diane today you're going to get ideas on what you can do to make sure that your business is not only ready for these types of things but actually look to as a leader in the cbd industry and to help us do so. We are so excited to be welcoming to the podcast today, Heather Depre from Americans for Safe Access to talk about some of the national standards for CBD and medical marijuana business owners and how you can differentiate your business by becoming certified by the Americans for Safe Access organization. Heather, it's so great that you could join us uh, this afternoon. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for inviting me here today. Uh, really happy to be able to talk about uh, what, oh, we are- is, what ACE is. We are thrilled to have you. We just met you recently. Um, we're all part of the U.S. Hemp Roundtable, and um, I was just so intrigued by our conversation that we had about standards and about what that really means for the industry. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, so let's start off. You tell us a little bit Ameri- about Americans for Safe Access and specifically about what you do, which is the pa- patient-focused certification. Sure. So Americans for Safe Access was founded in 2002 as a medical cannabis patient advocacy organization and has been fighting for rights of medical cannabis patients for the last 19, almost 20 years. Um, And one of the things that Americans for Safe Access realized as they were going through this journey was there's 
a real lack of standardization in the cannabis and hemp industries. And so one of the things that they did was create the patient focused certification program in 2014. This was a collaborative effort between the American Herbal Products Association, the American Herbal Pharmacopeia and Americans for Safe Access. They helped form the Cannabis Committee at American Herbal Products Association, and that became the foundation for the PFC standard. Since then, um, I started in 2018. Uh, it's been there for about three and a half years now, and um, I've taken the PFC program and gotten us ISO 17065 accredited as a certifying body. We have um, re invented and reinvigorated our standard to bring more um, compliance to all areas of the industry and not just specific areas of the industry. And we are also working on building our base as far as providing training to uh, the industry employees uh, through various state certification programs. I think that's so important, Heather, because it's such a free-for-all when you're looking at things from the federal level, there's just no sweeping guidelines. So you're looking at state by state, um, you know, states are regulating these types of things. So while this program may be mandatory in some states, it's voluntary in others. So why is it so important for states where it may be voluntary to take advantage of a program like the patient focused certification program? That's a great question. So one of um the reasons why PFC got started was to really just bring this standardization and apply things like good agricultural practices, good manufacturing practices, good laboratory practices to an industry that doesn't really have anything. Right now, we're waiting for the FDA to figure out how they're going to regulate CBD. And we're waiting, you know, USDA has their cultivation side of it, but how do you take the cultivated products and bring them to market without any sort of formal oversight? And so that lack of oversight really drives the PFC program. And it is beneficial for businesses who want to get a jump on what might become regulations in their area. We're starting to see that on the cannabis side of things where states are starting to enact requirements like GMP for manufacturing. Um, this is a kind of a new process for the cannabis industry, and it's one that the hemp industry should definitely be getting on board with. Right now, there's no formal program. And so where it is mandatory, we're happy to provide those services. But we also want to provide those services to businesses in states where it's not mandatory to allow them to basically get a jump on what's probably going to be coming down the pipeline for them and to make sure that they're prepared and ready for it. And in that interim, they can say, we've gone through this independent third-party audit process. We have had someone come in and evaluate our process based on not only these federal guidelines, but also state guidelines and industry best practices, and really use that as a tool to help commit, continue their commitment to quality and safety. You know, it's so interesting because when you take that extra step, and then there's either a crisis or an opportunity in the industry. It has an umbrella effect. It, it hits everybody. And if you can be out there already saying, we've taken this so seriously, we've taken our safety so seriously and your safety so seriously that we've been certified. I think that that really gives you something to talk about and provide that that first layer of brand protection PR, because it shows that you were thinking ahead. It shows that you cared before you were required to care. It just fills that trust bottle, bottle with, with your clients out there. Um, Heather, do you have any examples where something like that has happened, where you've been involved in, in a situation like that? 
Sure. Um, without, you know, respecting all of my clients' confidentiality, we do have customers sure. who really want to utilize this program as a tool to, to implement changes within their organization. You know, we have some quality leaders and managers and organizations or even employees who reach out and say, hey, I've noticed this problem with my company. How can I get them to fix this? And it's like, well, going through the certification process will really illuminate where some of the gaps in your procedures might be and how do we fix those gaps. And so we do have quality managers approach us and really look towards this um, review and certification sort of as a way to drive change within their organization because they see the writing on the wall that these these requirements are probably going to be in the pipeline. They're coming down. It's going to happen at some point. And so they want to get ahead of it. They want to do this. You know, and on the flip side, we do have companies who are very much dedicated to producing safe products and they want to shout it from the rooftops. We're PFC certified. We put it on our labels. We put it on our products. We have laboratories who put our symbol on their test reports, um, you know, because we have we certify all areas of the industry. So we work with cultivators, we work with manufacturers, we work with dispensaries, and we work with laboratories to really get the full picture of the industry and be able to provide that oversight essentially from seed to sale. I think that's a, a great that's point. Fantastic, right? Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And it really is. It gets, it comes along with our moving the stairs philosophy, which as you know, this is the move the stairs podcast. And that name came from a situation where um, I was covering a, a political um, I was covering a political candidate who we, was an incumbent. We knew he was going to win. But when I went into the ballroom where he was going to make his acceptance speech, the stairs from the podium where he was going to speak were leading to the competition. And this is when I was in TV news. And you have to get the interview first. That's the rule if you're going to be successful. And so I went over and I realized I could unbolt the stairs and move them to my side. And so that's what I did. I moved the stairs. So you take what life gives you and you make the most of it. In this situation, you're taking what you have in your business and you're looking for those standards and you're looking for those holes that you can fill so that you're already prepared before whatever the other shoe that's going to drop drops in the And industry. it will. <laughs> right. Exactly, exactly. So um, Jordan, take us to, to our second set of questions. Yeah, you know, Heather, when something negative happens that, you know, e even if it doesn't impact a company specific um, in an industry, they may be looking to that company to figure out what in the world is going on. Um, and, you know, we call that when you've reached that level, it's, it's the upper echelon of thought leadership. But to get there, it's all about building, you know, some of those relationships with members of the media. So um, my question to you is how important is it for business owners to know how to talk to the media. And do you see this certification as um, something a business could potentially take as an example of how they uh, presented to the media of how seriously they take uh, manufacturing or cultivation or just these safety standards in general? I definitely think that it is something that businesses, especially businesses who are voluntarily complying with this standard, I mean, and all businesses in general, this is definitely a positive note. Um, and, you know, and not all compliance programs are created equal. We've worked very hard to set our program apart from others so that when a business says that they are PFC certified, people have an understanding of the depth of what we've done to evaluate that business and actually give them that certified label. 
And so it is very good for a business to be able to be prepared and say, these are the positive impacts I'm having on the community and on the industry and on my consumers and patients. Here is my dedication. And it's a very visible way to, to promote that and, and to show that that commitment is there. I think that's so important. And, and I would think that, you know, in that it were provide an element of brand protection PR if the media call you on a story because media always want to localize. That's their big thing. Something happens nationally, has nothing to do with your company, but it's happening in the industry. Maybe it's happening to a larger company. Maybe it's happening to a segment of, of the country and you're in another segment of the country and you pick up that phone and all of a sudden there's somebody on the other end that's with the media who wants to know what you think about it and what you've done. Um, when the media call and they have this kind of certification, do you think that that helps with that whole brand protection PR? I definitely think that it does. Um, you know, we, we are trying to be leaders in this industry, um, and we want to make sure that the focus is on product safety and product quality. And these are steps that businesses can take to show their commitment to product safety and product quality, you know. Things like recalls make big national news because recalls are really damaging to this industry and implementing things like good agricultural practices and good manufacturing practices really go a long way toward helping you ideally prevent recalls. And while nothing is ever going to be 100% fail safe, there's definitely a step in the right direction to show that my processes have, I have SOPs, I have training, I have taken these steps for safety and storage, and I'm not exposing my raw materials to things that could cause down the chain supply issues like unadulterated microbial growth or things like that. I think that's a, a great point that you've made there. And if you can get media on the phone, I mean, that's half the battle right there, especially as you're trying to promote some of these more positive stories in the industry where, to your point, Heather, you just pointed out that uh, recalls make national headlines. But by building these relationships re with reporters, the CBD, um, hemp brands, medical marijuana brands, they have an opportunity to pitch some positive stories about what's happening in the industry. Do you think that this certification is an opportunity for some of these brands to say, hey, it's not all negative here. Take a peek back behind the curtain. Look at what we're doing to make sure that our products are just as safe as you know some of the other products that you can get um, at the supermarket, for instance. You know, we're going out of our way to make sure that um, our consumers are as well as taken care of as as we can possibly do without that official stamp from the federal government. Yeah, I definitely think that there is a positive spin to getting ahead of the game and getting mm -hmm. certified before anything happens. And certainly after things like national news, like a recall, we tend to see an uptick in client interest um, because people are like, oh my God, I don't want that to happen with my company. <laughs> Holy cow, that's a lot of negative <laughs> news. And, um, you know, so it's, it's always encouraging when businesses are reaching out before there's a problem, but we certainly see a lot of businesses not necessarily directly involved in the problem, but are feeling the effects of that and going, oh my God, we should take some steps to be prepared ahead of time. You know well, what I, I wanna... think is interesting, if I can just jump in for yeah, a minute. Please. If you can be the business who has already taken the steps so that when somebody else has a recall, the media knows they can call you to say, this is how it should be done. 
um, and that you're going to take their call because so many businesses are going to say, I want nothing to do with this. I don't want to talk about it. And you never want to comment specifically on the other recall because you don't know all the details on the other recall. What's, what's the backstory, all of that. But what you can say in that scenario is this is what we do to make sure that we have a product that is as safe as possible. And then you get to go and talk about what a, a company who is very reliable, very safety conscious um, is already doing. And the media know that they can come to you, whether it's a negative story or a positive story, you can bet you will be the first call and you already have the trust of the media, which helps tremendously. Plus it gives you an opportunity. So you're taking a crisis and turning it into an opportunity, which I love because you've gone the extra step and you're really then filling that trust bottle in a big way when, with both the media as well as with the, the viewers or the listeners um, or the readers who are looking to see what you have to say. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, it's it's 2021 and we saw the trend, I think, in 2022, Heather, Diane, and you, you know, feel free to jump in. But um, people care so much about transparency, especially when right. it comes to businesses. And when you get into an industry that's still relatively new, I would say, and certainly in its infancy when it comes to, you know, federal guidelines um, and the like, uh, like CBD and hemp and, and medical marijuana and even recreational to that point. Um, the more you can do, I think, as a business owner to showcase that, hey, we're going out of our way to be employee conscious, um, safety conscious, uh, you know, these things that matter to people now, I think more than ever, at least in my lifetime, um, it, it's a huge opportunity for these brands to be proactive to when something negative could happen in the industry as opposed to reactive. Yeah. Heather, do you agree? I do agree. Um, you know, it's always great when we get people who are voluntarily complying with, with this standard and, you know, it's, it's becoming mandatory in some places, like I mentioned earlier, and mm -hmm. that lack of, of continuity, there's, there's every single state's regulations are different. Um, and, at that, at this end, there's no federal regulations on it, and so I hate the Wild West analogy. Um, Although it's a great SEO driver, it is absolutely. <laughs> Heather, I, we lost you for just a second here, Jordan. Well, Heather, we're hopefully her signal's coming back. Jordan, take tell us what we're going to uh, talk about next at, on our next episode. Yeah, so our next uh, Move the Stairs podcast, uh, we are going to air that on October 22nd. And this is a huge pain point for so many CBD brands out there. But we have an expert coming online to talk about how and when you should invest your time and energy into talking about your brand on social media. And we're going to do it and present this in a way that um, you're not going to get in trouble. But listen closely, because we know there is a very fine line on mainly, uh, primarily Twitter, Facebook, um, and Instagram when it comes to CBD and hemp. So be sure to tune into that one. Uh, Heather, do we have you back? I think I we do. So. Hey, yes, yes we do. Yeah. <laughs> we lost the last part of your thought there. So I don't know if you can rewind to that or not, but we lost you just, we lost probably the last couple sentences of what you were saying before. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it really just boils down to uh, being prepared and and understanding and and that transparency really helps patients and consumers, especially, you know, we're coming up on 
albeit a restricted holiday travel season with our ongoing pandemic and stuff, but patients and consumers who are in one location should be able to feel confident that the products they're buying when they travel somewhere else are going to be the same products and made to the same standard or to any standard because some places just don't even have that written into their regulations. And the PFC certification really allows a business to say, hey, I know there's no state regulations, but I am going to take the time to do this and show our dedication and commitment to safety and compliance. And this is just as important for medical marijuana producers as it is for CBD producers, right? It is incredibly important for both operations. Um, I think one of the biggest questions I always get is, hey, your program says patient-focused certification. Do you only certify medical cannabis businesses? And the answer is no. Um, We want to certify all businesses. We know that patients are getting their medicine not just through medical cannabis. They are getting it through adult-use marketplaces, and they are getting it through the hemp CBD market, and they need to be assured that as a potentially compromised individual that they're not going to be getting any products that could make them sick. And without a national overarching standard compliance aspect of things, they don't have that confidence that if they're leaving their home state, that something might be produced better or worse. Mislabeling is a huge issue in the CBD industry and in the cannabis industry, although at least cannabis has more required testing than the CBD industry does. There's too many, too many articles about false label claims for CBD products. I can't imagine like how confident a lot of people feel when they're constantly seeing in the news, oh, oops, there was accidentally THC in this product. Oops, this product said it had CBD and we tested it and it had none in the bottle. Um, You know, people should feel confident in the products that they're purchasing. And the PFC certification is one way for businesses to show that they are trying to do the right thing and take the right steps to protect the public. And Heather, you're you're now a, a training partner in several states. Is that right? And you're hoping for even more. We are. So we are currently a licensed training provider in Washington, D.C. We are the only licensed training provider in Washington, D.C. We were recently approved in Illinois for the Responsible Vendor Program to provide the mandatory training to dispensary agents. We also are approved in Michigan. They require uh, GAP, GMP certification for operators who would like to sell clones to dispensaries. So we certify to the AHPA standard, and that is the requirement. So we can provide the GAP, GMP certification in Michigan as well. We'll be submitting an application in Ohio, Colorado, and Massachusetts will be the next three states that we submit applications in. And we're just waiting for the state of New York to formally announce their hemp GMP certifier um, list, which um, should be hopefully coming out soon when they finalize their regulations. But you can still work, a a company can still work with you that's not in one of these states or, right? And and Absolutely. And how then if the state then came back and said, we require the certification, can they show that they already have worked with you or is it that they have to kind of go through it again, but all the work is already done? We actually have a lot of people do that. Our training program allows, um, we actually just launched a brand new training platform, which allows a business to have an administrator of the account and track their employees' progress through our training program and download any training certificates of completion. We have a lot of businesses who like to send their employees through the PFC training program so that they can show that demonstration when a state auditor is going to come in and say, hey, what training do you provide for your employees? They're like, here's all the certificates for all these employees. 
Um, we do have a number of different state compliance training programs outside of the ones that we're certified in that we offer, and we are continuously adding new ones as we have time and availability. Heather, I'm curious, you know, when you take something like this, and I'm so glad you mentioned Colorado, because that's where I live, um, you know, a, a brand who may want to take advantage of this training and work with you, get those certifications uh, well ahead of when you submit um, your application to the state of Colorado, do you think that they can take this training and develop this into a thought leadership platform um, for, you know, uh, maybe being the flagship brand in Colorado to be the first to do that and say, hey, we've done this, you know, look at what we're doing. You know, we want to get out ahead of the curve here to showcase all the wonderful things that our brand is doing to make sure that our consumers are as safe as possible. I definitely think so. Um, I'm actually currently in the process of reviewing the Colorado state regulations, ironically, as part of our uh, Americans for Safe Access State of the States report that we issue every year. Mm -hmm. um, and certainly any business who wants to take this training ahead of any sort of mandatory requirements is going to be ahead of the curve. And as I look through the regulations, I have without a doubt, based on our acceptance into a number of other state programs, that our program will meet the compliance requirements for the state of Colorado. I think that's great. You know, brand protection PR, we talk about looking for crisis opportunities, and we certainly talked about that. We talk about you know, being prepared for the media and being able to present really well. And then the third leg is this thought leadership. So do you think when you become a thought leader in the industry in one of these states, because you've gotten the certification, that that means you're going to be asked both positive and negative questions and put in situations and that the training that you provide um, will really help them to elevate how they're able to position themselves in the market, whether it's a positive or a negative situation? Sure. I mean, no one wants to have any negative situations occur, but let's, you know, say your training records aren't up to date and the state comes in and inspects them. They're going to be able to hopefully provide a demonstration that like, oh, hey, we have taken this type of training. We have gone through this business certification and it's really allowed us to get better at our own processes. Um, you know, I always like to joke with people, sure, I'm telling you what you're doing wrong, but I'm telling you in a really nice way, because what we want <laughs> to do is to see you succeed. I don't want anybody to fail right. and audit. I want people to pass and be successful. And we work with all of the businesses that are getting certified to really help them understand the certification process, as well as really, you know, feel positive that when they're ready to undergo it, they're going to be successful at it. So Heather, you are truly into the weeds when it comes to figuring out what yeah. regulations are important for each state. You just mentioned you're putting together the state of the states report. So what else should we know about the uh, importance of standards for the industry? Where are you seeing, and I, I guess maybe I should say, what should brands expect maybe in states that don't have as strict standards as states that do have strict standards? Uh, for those operators, they should really expect stricter standards coming down. Um, I think that especially as we continue to see more adult use regulations and a greater emphasis on the medical side of, of medical, we want to know that those products are being made safely and appropriately, that they're labeled properly so that people understand and that people are allowed access to all of the information. 
Um, right now, we're trying to really get people to understand you should ask for a certificate of analysis. It's one of the things that we tell people, right. oh, you're going to buy a, a product from some CBD manufacturer online, email them, ask them for a certificate analysis, ask them, did they test this product to make sure that it's labeled properly? Check the batch numbers. And if you don't know how to read a certificate of analysis, there's a lot of resources out there. Um, Asa recently published a couple of years ago, Our Patient's Guide to CBD. There's a whole section on reading and understanding a certificate of analysis, which goes a long way. And one of the big things that we're really trying to work with now with regulators is understanding the science and why this standardization across all states for this industry is very, very important. Because if you don't have labeling requirements in one state, but you do in another, you don't know what you're getting. And if you don't have a certificate of analysis to back up your label claims, how do you know that what is written on the label is true? I think that's so true. Let me ask you a question. Can you give us a range of how much it would cost a business to get um, these types of certificates? Um, well, our training and our certifications um, are I think reasonably competitively priced. Our po most popular staff training package is $450 a person. We do give discounts for social equity recipients. Um, we, uh, you know, we want to work with social equity groups. Sometimes those groups find it a little harder to get into the compliance side of things, or they're maybe newer to the industry and we want to really help them out and be successful in this industry. Our certification costs range, depending on the type of operation you have, between $5,000 um, and $10,000. And for operators who are operating in multiple areas of the industry, there are discounts if you get the various aspects. So if you're vertically integrated and you're getting a cultivation and a manufacturing and a dispensary certification, we're going to give you discounts on all of those. Um, we want to make sure that cost isn't necessarily a barrier to getting certified. We want businesses to get certified. And so we're willing to work with businesses to make sure that they can get through this program in a way that's going to work for them and be meaningful for them. Well, that's great. And where can they find out more information about all of this? You can definitely go to safeaccessnow.org or patientfocuscertification.org. Um, both of those websites will link back to each other. And you can certainly reach out to me. My email is heather at safeaccessnow.org if you'd like any more information. Wow. I just, I've learned so much. This has been a great interview. I know that our listeners and our viewers are going to like, I'm sure they were taking notes and probably will listen to this several times because there was so <laughs> much great stuff in here. Thank you so much. I hope you'll come and join us again. Definitely. Thank you for inviting me. Fantastic. All right. We will talk to you again soon. Man, Jordan, that was a great conversation, wasn't it? Yeah, that was fantastic. Um, I, I really enjoy how Heather was able to take a, a, a very complicated um, topic like compliance. And, it, and it's one that, you know, I don't think is it necessarily at the forefront of people's minds when it comes to this industry, really still it down to a, a way that um, whether you're a consumer, a patient, a business owner, somebody in the C-suite, that you look at this and say, hey, this is really important. We've got an opportunity here to get ahead of the curve. And I love how she said that if you're in a state where regulations are a little bit lighter than states where they're a little bit more um, intense, get ready because it's coming. Well, I love that. You know, my takeaways were when we when we talked about crisis opportunity, that mm -hmm. using the certification process to find the holes so that you're mm -hmm. ready 
is a phenomenal opportunity to do, to do that now. And then to be able to tout what you're doing to the media and to be able to position yourself, whether it's a negative story or a positive story. And remember that negative story doesn't have to be about your company. It could be about right. anybody in the industry. And then the third thing is to position yourself among your colleagues as a thought leader, as someone who has really um, taken the time to get certified, to have your people get certified, to know that you are producing the safest product possible and that these certifications are out there and that ASA is a great place to go. So Heather, from, um, from the Americans for Safe Access organization has was just a great a great person for us to talk to today yeah i, I couldn't agree more diane and you know for for everyone who has joined us on this podcast record we do this live uh every other friday and we publish our new episodes every other wednesday so you will hear this one um, on all of your favorite uh, podcasting channels so be sure to check that out uh, Heather Dayprey from Americans for Safe Access. We will catch you again in a couple of weeks for our next all new episode of the Move the Stairs podcast. Until then, have a wonderful time, folks. Great day. Have a great one.